I, I would say, you know, obviously we have friends that um are in interesting positions, you know, to come in and speak. But I feel like if it wasn't something that was, you know, taken seriously, we wouldn't be able to drawing people that we That's don't right. what, know as well. That's right. Speaking of that, you know, we want to welcome everybody here and all the people that are return listeners to podcasts have been on the past. Sink, Swimmer, Fly, big shout out, big ups. You guys were, that was really the inspiration for this whole thing. And now that Tyler is too successful as a fucking folk punk musician and touring all the time, uh, I really wanted to get back into the swing of podcasting again. And I brought my buddy Dave along. We got a bunch of stuff set up and we're just really trying to make something that we can enjoy doing and hopefully you guys can enjoy listening to as well. Um, We got some ideas about what we'd like to do and we're going to try to get um, a lot of the same stuff that we did in Sink, Swim, or Fly, Um, but we also want to bring some new aspects into the mix and um, I got Dave here and he's probably going to be co-hosting with me pretty regularly and uh, what is it that you're looking to get out of this? Uh, I, I think that, you know, um, being part of, of something where we can, where we can, um, really connect with the community around us, uh, bring some, some form of togetherness, um, into the, uh, the landscape of, uh, Erie. Just, just the, the airwaves, or I guess it's not 1990 anymore. It's not the airwaves anymore. The, the internet uh, is, the, is the internet, the 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 social media type platforms. Um, just just bring some some interconnectivity, some some good, wholesome, enjoyable content that that is not derisive. You know, doesn't doesn't uh, tear people apart too too much. Right. It, it's really a difficult thing. You see so many people split up today on like social media and picking sides and all that stuff. And we, at least from my perspective, I'd really like to try to bridge that gap as well and uh, make Erie a better place through, you know, sharing different people's stories that are around here, reaching out to businesses and talking about current events and things that are going on locally and internationally and in the world. And, uh, you know, really just bring something that kind of can help people sort through all that shit, you know what I mean? And uh, provide, uh, you know, some perspectives that you might not see on all the mainstream shit or on other social media platforms that you that you might find here. And uh, I really want to, you brought up like a really cool idea to me a while ago when we were just like, in the still in the planning stages of this of like getting some some older people on here to kind of go through like a a little bit of a history of of uh you know how things have changed in uh the past you know however long years you know yeah i mean i really feel like if you go back into just you know the the history books you know across the uh the the scope of recorded human history you have just like a high level of um respect and and adoration for the elderly you know from the wisdom that they bring in and uh i'm not saying that that's something that's um totally cast aside nowadays but i definitely feel like especially in this tech technological age that uh you know we're we're fully into now that um it it definitely has created more separation between um the elderly population and 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 younger people i have worked in uh in an industry for the last 15 years where i am constantly surrounded by and listening to the stories of older folk and I just find it incredibly fascinating you know not just you know the uh their perspectives but also just um the the pictures they paint of this like how 
different like the the community and the world around us was as compared to now you know we uh, i feel like we're at an age now when we can like oh you remember 20 years ago right when, when, it, when we hit, had to dial up our internet uh, yeah and dial up our internet and have the corded phones or like even the more local stuff like oh do you remember you know like hills being over you know where the walmart is now or like yeah you know some of these old like department stores or like key area landmarks that are just these like huge you know important parts of uh of like the culture your childhood community until they're not you right. know until they're just just gone you grow and, out of these things or or they're washed away in, into memories and like I think it's important, or for me, I think it's important, and I also find it fascinating to hear about things that used to be around and, like, you know, learn about how things used to be done even, you know, before we were right. kids, you and know? I, and I feel like that's a thing that a lot of people really overlook, at least I overlook a lot of the times. Like, I've really never asked anybody, like, hey, <clears throat> what was it like actually growing up in the in the 70s or in the 60s or 80s or 50s or Mm -hmm. whatever you know what I mean it had to have been so much different than what we're experiencing now and what we've experienced growing up and what the next generation is experiencing growing up you know what the zoomers are going through um with all of this stuff that we have now that we had to kind of grow up with and they're kind of just submerged or plummeted right into it and never really experience any of those things like not having a cell phone or like um you know having to wait till a certain time to dial long distance or to use unlimited time or you only have so many texts or minutes on your cell phone or or even and like those are like the definitely you know i've heard you know not personally but i've seen like you know the tiktoks or the the social media reactions to you know kids being like 25 cents a text you know okay grandpa but like even further back, this is someone we could never have on the show because because he died. But like I always got a kick. There's this dude I knew, this older guy I knew. His name was George, and he was in his 90s, you know, when I knew him. And he used to talk about how like when they were younger, you know, up in this area in the area area back in like, you know, like the the 40s or whatever 30s 40s World War Two times. Uh, you talk about how like they all hung out at the roller rink and like he would tell stories about how when he had problems with people that they would go outside and fight you know they'd right. have fist fights outside of like the roller rink or like the bar or whatever and the and the, the police would just you know once a winner had been determined they would just be like no okay break it up guys break it up guys and then everyone went on their way it wasn't like you know like a, such a such a reactionary yeah. culture where everybody was going to jail afterwards and the yeah. police were coming and everybody's in big trouble. Right. And I'm not necessarily saying that like, you know, going outside and just beating the, beating the shit out of each other is that, I don't know. I, I feel like that <laughs> sounds like a good idea that I'd like to bring back a little bit more, a little bit less. This is like the anarchist side in me that really wants to go back to less police involvement and more people settling things on their own. Maybe, Maybe that's not the right way to do it in all situations, but uh, throwing a little bit of fisticuffs out there might be okay uh, if it was used more often. I feel like people would treat each other better if that was like more of a viable option. As contradictory as that sounds, like the threat of violence, I feel like keeps people a little bit more in line and may show help make people like want to show more respect for each other. I I the pacifist in me. You know the 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 glowing embers of hippieism, I guess, in me don't wants to disagree with you and, and say nothing good ever comes from violence. But you know, it's definitely an interesting point to make. Like like duels, you know, this is going way way back. Way back. Like, I think they should bring back duels. Like you know, I'm a, I, I enjoy my history, and for the most part. Um, from you know the history that's been recorded at least it's uh you know most of the deaths that came in duels came because the guns were so wildly inaccurate like you take you took your paces you were supposed to shoot 
towards the person but not at them you know just like kind of like a you know uh like, like flexing on each other you right know? But showing how manly you are and how brave you were to stand in front of a, a loaded pistol and 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 you know walk away but then like those guys you know for the most part it seemed had it settled after that so like <laughs> this first episode stuff and, you know <laughs> gun violence is a horrible horrible thing but but like you know now that the guns are more accurate why don't you people can, have duels because you're not supposed to be aiming at each other yeah you're not supposed to be killing each other yeah you and, know. and hopefully you like survive the gunshot back then if you if you do get hit you know you might like lose an arm and i think that like kind of demonstrates like uh not only your bravery but there's like a certain point where um intense stress and stimulation for people changes the way they think and the way they want to approach and handle a situation. You know what I mean? Like after you go through something really hard or something really challenging, like a duel or like a a fight or anything like that, you're, uh, you're kind of, you kind of chilled out after that point. And you may have some internal realizations that like, maybe this shit is not that fucking important and we can just live our lives in, peace or like at least like with some uh a certain level of decorum right and uh you know it's a trope that gets used but it absolutely you know not for everybody but for a lot of anybody who's who's faced a near-death experience it seems to like soften them up around the edges afterwards they live life with more of like a like an appreciation for you know the the i guess the gift that it is or the you know when you really sit back and think you know if you want to go like way way you know broaden the scope out to like a universal and in you know like an infinite level of of zooming out how unlikely it is with all that's going on in the universe that you in your own um form had the chance to even exist in the first place. Right. You know, so like, I feel like, you know, some people come about it different ways, you know, whether it's like a natural uh, inclination to be that way or religion, or maybe like a, like a, a psychedelic experience or, you know, a prison near death. Um, but I think you're right. Like if you have something that like, you know, brings a jolt to you without, you know, the 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 dying part of right. it that it definitely you know can serve as a uh, a positive thing a life changing experience for right. sure you know um, it makes it put it definitely puts things into perspective like you were saying and uh, I also get concerned that like without as much police intervention like people will definitely get hurt because I know that uh, at least it seems like today. To me, when I see violence taking place, it I, I see those people as like out of control. You know what I mean? Or not in um, their right mind or whatever. Not thinking clearly. Not really processing information right. And uh, I guess that's where like the social aspect of like having a fight would kind of come in to um, you know keep somebody from like really hurting somebody usually at least all the fights I've ever seen they always have ended well before somebody was really in danger of being like very hurt you know what I mean you'd almost have to be fighting well, like um, a professional you mm-hmm. know someone who's like you know what 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 do they say their hands are registered weapons right. you know because they're they're that level of a, a competent fighter I, I think that's like the only situation because that, besides that, if you're not a fighter, you would have to get so incredibly, I guess it'd be unlucky because you'd be, you'd face some more serious charges, but you'd have to be so incredibly, you know, lucky or unlucky to um land a punch, you know, right off the bat. I guess you could say that would just like, you know, kill, kill the somebody. person. Yeah. Because yeah. usually once somebody goes down, the fight is basically, you know, pulled apart. Or, like, the the combatants are separated. And uh, when somebody goes to the ground or if somebody's really getting, like, their ass beat or handed to them, you know, usually some, like, both sides have, like, like friends that will, like, pull them apart, you know what I mean? Or disengage them from combat. And at that point, it's over, you know? 
it's uh it's uh settled it's the uh i mean it's something that me you and i have discussed on numerous occasions and i would love to have just a whole sit down to to go over the the parameters of this maybe make it a reality even though you know the first rule is to not talk about it but it's like a fight club premise you know like people get together and just like take out that aggression in like a you know fairly controlled setting Mm -hmm. um and it's something that 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 we have have may or may not have batted around in the in the ethos right yeah and it seems like it like as far as going back to where we started with this you know that seemed like a much more normal thing or it may be i mean i guess we got to talk to somebody from back then that would have been around and seen those types of things going on outside the roller rink or at the at the malt shop or like wherever (laughs) these old people hang out i don't even really know if that was like a a thing that would happen because today it seems like at least in my experience it was always like a super big deal and there was always some sort of repercussions other than like the fight itself that got tacked along with it in uh in those types of situations where people are throwing hands at each other yeah, I mean, you could probably. I'm not a historian. I'd love to. T- I'd love to speak to one on here. Right. Yeah. You if know. we could find a historian, if anybody knows a historian. Yeah, if we could find a historian, I, I would love to, you know, confirm or deny this um, thought that I'm having here. But it really seems that ever since the uh, the the generation that was youths during vietnam Mm -hmm. seems like ever since and you know it's been a continuous push towards like less violence let's well it's but it's strange because i mean i don't know if it's just because there's more access through the internet we're all you know we're connected to someone in the middle of nevada you know whereas you know 50 years ago unless it was national news we would never know about their stories now we can just do it with a click of a button but it's like a push away from that traditional violence, but in the the same breath, there's so much more like unorganized violence going on now, or at least it seems to be, right. you know, with all like the 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 shootings and just the uh, yeah, it's escalated to like a different form. You know what I mean? Instead of like settling something when you had beef with somebody out in the backyard or outside or wherever, you know, you got people that are just like engaging in mob mentality and uh finding outlets on the internet or finding like ways to intensify those feelings Mm -hmm. and bring them to like an extreme level where we have people you know doing mass shootings and the the things like that um and i think that's a lot of the ethos that like is around today you know uh all the algorithms out there really push towards like extremism and building echo chambers and all of these things and if somebody's unhappy about something more than likely they can find some people on the internet that they can commiserate that pain with and uh you know plot their revenge on how society has wronged them rather than looking at themselves and trying to find how they can remedy this situation or how they can um you know get through these things and sometimes it's not people's fault you know what i mean and uh or it's not their doing and they're just this type of person and it's not readily accepted by others. And uh, I feel like that's really hard for people to get through without finding some sort of, um, you know, in-group or something, like a friend or social circle or support network. Right. I mean, that's so true what you were bringing up, though, about the echo chamber because more and more nowadays when you're... You know, if you, you know, really, it, it, it can be, it's exhausting to the point where I, I admit it, I admittedly, like, don't fully delve into every shooting that I see now just because it's just such an overload. But when I do happen, you know, to read or, or watch, you know, news reports and, you know, go down those rabbit holes and, and educate myself, it does seem like a lot of these, um, cases are linked to people linking up with uh like-minded people in like different 
social media platforms, networks, and have an encouragement to, you know, go and do these awful things. And uh, that's one of the big reasons, at least, you know, on my end, that I have an interest in in getting into this um, this realm of of a uh, social discourse that that me and you are are doing is yeah. to um and you know well that you're doing and that i'm along for the ride with is uh having another place available that's more like the the cooler heads prevail right you know like i i would love to see this continue to build and grow into something where like you know however however you you know we end up or you end up setting up the guests however we go about it like i'd love for it to be like one week to have somebody who is the exact opposite you know maybe like politically ideologically um right just how they live their lives in general you know from week to week coming coming here and and just speaking to them and and sifting through all of the differences until we get to the point where uh, we find the human that exists in everybody. Right. And I, and I like that you said that because like, that's what it really, like, I feel like so much is of being a human today is putting on the persona or sending out your representative of who you really are to try and uh, meet the needs of yourself and what others expect of you. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, all those things are good and I want to find that healthy balance in there to between people. And if people are able to find this podcast or like interacting, cause we want to have like a community too, you know, mm-hmm. at least in, in my ideal. And I'm sure, I, I don't know if you're on board of this either, but like, I'm sure you are. I feel like you are anyway. Um, but I want to have a community of people that can like kind of talk to each other that are the cooler heads that prevail and can look at things in a way that's not just, you know, my way or the highway because back to like social media, whenever you do try to engage in a lot of these situations or talk with people about it, it's so immediately like shut off, you know what I mean? It's like, you don't agree with me, you're automatically the enemy, you know, instead of like finding our common ground or learning to understand each other, or see the things um, that are in this situation instead of me trying to conform to a group, which is like all really strong social psychology. You know, when one person starts going, um, it's called group polarization, actually. Mm-hmm. When one person starts to head a certain direction and everybody else starts to head that direction and then um, they end up getting a lot more extreme in that direction as a group than any one of them would go individually. Um, and I don't know if that's like uh, a human dominance thing, you know, like I have to show that I'm bigger, or I'm better, or I'm stronger, or I'm tougher than than you. Um, bringing it back to like the like caveman style shit, you know, because I feel like a lot of being human is trying to go through life with these old um, skills and needs and desires that we've had to have to, you know, reproduce and find a mate and find a social group or a hunting group or whatever and how that ties in with what the, like, human beings are trying to go through today, which is, you know, very different from that. And we're trying to, like, reshape that lizard survival part of our brain into this uh you know societal brain that we need to to survive and to get through like daily life as a human today because it's so much different you know humans have been around for a long time and we've only had the shit that's going on right now right now you know yeah i mean but that's i I mean that's a a reflection of where our where our scientific endeavors have have brought in us you know like from from the evolution of you know like automobiles airplanes radio television to like where we are now like there's so much stuff there's so many things that a person can do to make themselves or make it feel like they're heard without 
ever stepping foot outside of their houses, you know. Right. Um, technology is such a it's such a powerful thing and like it's so incredibly powerful and it's so incredibly um disorienting and it, it it's not something that I mean maybe people do. I'm not saying that people don't res- respect or the the power of it, but like god, I mean at this point you know, the the kids are just getting, you know, not to sound like a, like, what would they say, like a boomer or whatever, you right. know, but, like, I don't even, that's probably outdated now. I probably made myself sound old as shit just by saying that, but, like, but seriously, like, kids now are the just... The Zoomers. The Zoomers, yes, <laughs> the Zoomers. Well, I mean, we're still millennials, dude. Mm. I don't think you have to call yourself a boomer. They're kids now that are, that are they're just the Zoomers, you know? They're right. The next generation they're the next generation but uh you know either way these kids are getting just like you know force-fed technology like at extremely young ages and hopefully that that means that you know they'll have a competency or like it'll like weave into like the way that their their brain functionality uh works to the point where the struggles that like older gen z's or older zoomers are like uh maybe not even so much them because it seems to be more like millennials and like the gen xers and the and the baby boomers like we're we're part of that generation that's just like you know we're on the back end of the learning curve compared to these these uh new generations coming up who are born into this like certain right. technological age and uh I mean, it it absolutely makes a difference. People, you know, you were talking about, like, you know, the caveman days, the human thing. Like, everybody has. I mean, I have one. You have one. If anyone says they don't have an ego, right? then they're like, uh, I, I believe that, that they're lying to themselves. You know, my, you know it's all, all about learning that, in my opinion, people a lot of people that you find on the internet that that do the most talking it's performative they don't do that in real life it's almost like that whole like the avatar thing you know it's like a like a a secret life it's like clark kent and superman like it's a secret identity even if your name and your face is attached to it like you get to be a whole different person and it provides you an audience that's just like incredibly incredibly vast and there's you know, very, I mean, with the way like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you know, all these, um, YouTube, these platforms are now where they like cancel or, you know, if you go against the community standards, you get silenced. But beyond that, you know, you have this whole, you know, unfettered, un, uh, unguarded platform to just, screaming to you know to to make yourself known and it does it does it can turn into you know that mob mentality or like you know uh just very reactionary right i i was just watching this uh documentary the other day i forget what it's called um but one of the episodes was about this lady who got inducted into like a white supremacy group and kind of was in a bad relationship and her boyfriend was uh part of the white supremacy movement and she ends up taking on like this whole persona of hating you know all these other races just to try and find that like sense of community or that sense of belonging and ends up like being a completely different person that she eventually ends up like disowning like that avatar Mm -hmm. of herself you know that version of herself and finding you know like a new a new way to 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 build that community without like find without using like hate as a common denominator to bring people together and finding those kind of solutions is also like what i want to discuss on on uh on this podcast with you and with our different guests and stuff like that because i think that so often we're treating the symptoms and not the actual disease. You know what I mean? Like with all these mass shootings and stuff like that, everybody's calling out for gun control and all this stuff. When, um, really, 
it's more about why the people are bringing guns to school than them act you know that's just a symptom them actually going out with these like mass shootings is just a symptom of their own you know life and where they're at and in their own hatred and disappointment with the world or whatever it is i'm not gonna try to understand or try to act like i understand exactly what the motivations are in doing something like that but i feel like society and the education system and um you know people have let these got these people down and allow and i don't want to say allowed them to do these things but um didn't give them the proper coping skills to be able to handle these kinds of situations in a healthy way to um, to the point that they feel like they need to go on a mass shooting. Right. I mean, there's just like, just like any other problem in the world, like they're, they're so multi-layered and multifaceted and difficult and complex. And you have to look at so many different angles of it that like, if it were like that cut and dry solution, like it, it would already be figured out by now. Right. You know, I mean, what's with, with, you could go, you know, the, the psychological aspect with the kid, like making sure people get psychological, you know, psychological treatment, you know, um, how children are taught in schools, but not just taught how they're like treated as human beings, you know, watching out for like different kinds of bullying culture, you know, you could go at home with the parents and it's like, okay, well, you know what about their parents why are these kids going to school with with guns anyways but then you go okay well you know mom works you know three jobs because she doesn't get paid anything because we're in some you know like a a current form some people say late stage capitalism i'm not an economist so i can't really uh speak on that myself i don't know it but like you know there's definitely one of the raging things that constantly gets talked about too are, are, are uh, livable wages, pay gaps. Like there's so many things that go into these complex situations. And uh, the, I there's mean, not just one clear solution. There's a lot of things that add up to make something that's uh, much worse than the sum of its parts. I just find that um, it doesn't solve all problems. But I think that based on some experiences that I know we've both collectively had is when, you know, you um, are able to bring together various different peoples from backgrounds in a group setting and, and you're able to base it around one very clear and distinct primary purpose, you, you might not change or you definitely won't change all of their thoughts and ideals but you absolutely create some kind of community of maybe not even respect but compassion you know and I think that's the most important thing that that us as people can have with each other is like like uh, uh, compassion for one another so if we ever had people on here, you know, different kind of leaders or community leaders or, or people who, you know, do, you know, specific things like, I don't know, different kinds of like, I'm trying to think of examples like, you know, if they give out food, if they, they do like our projects, if they differ, do different kinds of humanitarian projects, I would absolutely, you know, go out there mm-hmm. and, and, experience what they're doing because i think that you know building that that common bond is is the best thing that anybody can do in any walk of life like that's literally the whole idea of community is like we're building around the one purpose of making quality of life improvements quality i i lost the word there for a second so you have to excuse me on that but um no i think with community it's like it's when a group of people to get get together and it's just driven by one goal Mm -hmm. so like you know if you're a if you're a christian your community is you know striving to be closer to christ uh 
and anybody that's interested in in doing that you know you you welcome him in you know if you're if you're you know any other religion you know whatever if you you know go to uh like native american ceremonies you know i've never been to one i know you have but it's like a similar thing like if you're a if you're an alcoholic and you're going to you know cure you know not cure but find uh relief from your alcoholism then you go to aa and 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 people you know you're all together in it together and that's the whole idea of community so like if if we're here and you know in our little humble corner of this crazy world metaverse whatever the the fuck it is that we're reaching out towards and like you know all we want to do is improve eerie well that's our community that's our goal you know like i'd love to you know you know just build like with the people we talk to but with also the 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 hopeful you know potential followers right um or not even followers listeners listeners you know community members community members thank you community members the other community members that would you know take time out of their day to to listen to us you know gab back and forth and 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 with whoever else comes and with whoever else comes that like you know it's not so much changing or for me at least you know having a desire to change how you think about how the world should be run more about how we can put aside certain differences to strive towards making our community, which is part of our identity, uh, just a, a more, more, uh, accepting place to live or, or a more a more welcoming place to live like if you a genuinely if you genuinely want to improve it or if you genuinely genuinely want to keep the community intact then you know well, let's figure it out let's let's get as many angles in on this as we can and and, and let's learn to build and grow and strive to be better every day that's it's the best part about being human to me just you know having the ability to to wake up and be better than I was yesterday right and i think that that bring, with being part of a community and having a job or a task or a goal you, when you feel like you're making progress to that goal um it brings a strong level of fulfillment which i think human beings like are desperately desperately trying to find all the time in any way possible you know that sense of fulfillment whether it's getting promoted at a new job or finding a significant other or helping people or doing whatever it is you know you you hit a new um benchmark in whatever it is that you're trying to do whether it's running or swimming or weightlifting anything you know you're trying to achieve something and ha- and feel good about what you've accomplished and putting the time in and the effort and receiving the rewards from those, um, those endeavors. And, uh, I'm not sure that a lot of people really see that anymore. I feel like at least in like, I want things quick and easy and it's against my nature to put time and effort into something to get a reward years down the road or months down the road or anything like that. It's just not how I'm built. But what I've been finding is that like the more that I do that, the more that I spend the time putting in the effort and doing, reaching out to try and accomplish these goals, the better I can feel about myself and the better um, the rewards are when I achieve something because the things that I don't have to work hard for, I really never have and don't appreciate as much as the things that I have had to work hard for. And uh, I see that um, in kids a lot. And like, yeah, I like I understand that they're kids, but I see 
so many, well, maybe not even just kids, but people like expecting and wanting that easy route and not, um, and, and just getting the reward, you know, the least effort possible, maximize reward. That's like a basic function of humanity and economics and maximizing your utility is, is receiving the most reward possible from the least, um, time spent or effort or the least cost put in if you're putting it at a, a really basic level. That's a very, um, you know, I know this is, this is, we both love David Goggins and, right. and what he has to say. That's a very, you know, Goggin, Goggins-esque thing is like, you know, if you, uh, like the, the natural state of the human is to take the path of least resistance, like nobody wants to be in, you know, anguish or, or, or pain or, or discomfort. So like the, the quickest route to feeling good in the moment is often the route that people take. It's, it's, I mean, there's definitely certain people like I, I could probably include myself on this list that like, you know, might like the the instant gratification just just a little bit more than yeah. than most people you know but uh it's definitely not not far from from the uh common you know the i feel like it's the people that really put off the the pleasure for long-term gain consistently over and over like m- maybe deviate farther from the norm um I mean, that's like another, that's like another aspect of the culture we live in too. Cause like, my God, you know, before you could pick up, uh, before you could pick up a, just a regular telephone, you know, not even a cell phone to call somebody like, fuck, you had to write them a letter, right. you know, wait for them days to back. Or, weeks. or like if you wanted to see someone and they weren't close by, you know, you're either walking, you know, if you're lucky enough, you have a horse, whatever, <laughs> right. like you're spending like three weeks to go for I, I don't know if this is correct you know time wise but like you're spending three weeks going from like Erie to Pittsburgh just to, to, to see meet someone. my cousin or my yeah. friend that I haven't seen in a long time yeah exactly like some of the the most uh prolific some of the most prolific writings that have been preserved from like great authors are just like besides their novels like some of the best stuff that we got is just like fucking letters that they wrote to their friends you know because right. like you know they're writing like these beautiful like you know, beautiful, like, metaphors and, and, you know, or just literature that's just, like, right like well, right in the homie, you know? So, like, before, when you were making these kind of decisions, like, you had to be damn sure about it because you had to put a lot more effort into it. Yeah, exactly. Now you can just, like... Slam 50 text messages together in two seconds to send to whoever. Exactly. Like, if you want to... I mean, it's not... Nothing's ever the same as as really going out and physically experience it in my, in my, uh, personal opinion. But like, if you want to see, you know, the, the, the Maldives or like fucking like Bahamas or something or like Japan, like it's not like you have to, you know, go there yourself or go to the library and like, you know, sift through books to find a couple, you know, pictures and stuff. You could get like a 360, you know, you know, uh, images and videos and like, it's not like being there, the real thing, but like all this knowledge and all this, like all this information and all this ability to communicate is so immediate and so readily available that it's pushing us more and more to that instant gratification. Not that like people probably didn't like that in the past, but now it's just more readily available for there to be less work to be had to get something that makes you feel good. Right. You know, you don't have to raise a, raise a cow and butcher it or like, you know, grow a, you know, you know what I'm saying? You don't have to have your own farm to have your produce. Like, I know that's like way, way, you know, far back, but you know, you go to the store. You don't even have to go to the store anymore. Right. Yeah, fucking dude, someone bring drop it, it off at your house, like you know, like Uber Eats or like you know, Instacart, Instacart or DoorDash or whatever. So yeah, I mean, and that's just another thing that that like brings like 
it's another nuance into into like this this world how it's how it's being reformed and regenerated it's just very rapid fire right and you, like it's getting for when covid was still going strong or like had just started and I, we thought it was going to end the world i was like everybody's just going to live in their house now and never leave they're mm-hmm. going to work from home they're going to get all their groceries delivered they're going to get all their meals and all their stuff and nobody's ever going to leave their house anymore and this is exactly what they want you know what i mean that's what came in my head is like this is what they want is just to keep us like separated separated and exiled and alone and fearing each other in order to great to to find the easiest way to extract our um our money you know what i mean i think they want us to be like docile to like i don't want to say they i don't want to go all like conspiracy route on my end at least not today we'll 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 go down that rabbit hole later we'll, we'll go down that rabbit hole at a different time but like you know if people are i have a friend who is just like you know as long as people have their you know their their alcohol, their drugs, their porn, and you know the you know the the things that make them feel good. Then, you know, they're satisfied. Right. It's like the like that meme, like the you know old old meme that's been around forever. Like the dog just you know sitting with all the flames around him. Like this is fine. It's one of those kind of things. Like mm-hmm. that's definitely how I felt during COVID too. Was just like, yeah, I'm here. I'm present. You know. Things could definitely be worse, but like, I guess, I guess this is life, you know. Right. <laughs> like, I guess this make is make the how, most of it. I guess this is how we're gonna be from now on, you know. I don't know. Very, very, uh, you know. I hear uh, idiocracy, but you know, I tend to more appreciate and uh, lean towards the Orwellian, you know, views of the way society is now. Like, it's just wild to me. I know we're all over the place, just talking about different things, but. Yeah, you know, one of the ones that always just like blew my mind. So when I I took a break from college when I first originally went from like two thousand six to two thousand eight, nine, whatever, I went back in two thousand eighteen. I made some friends, you know, that were the you know, the, the the normal college age and I remember going down to one of the bars downtown and uh, I can't remember which one it was, maybe Sluggers, but uh I went to the bar and I remember talking with my buddy at the bar and turning around and looking at the dance floor and like that, like the elevated, like uh ledge there and there's all kinds of girls standing on it. And I swear to God, there was like 12 of them in a row and every single one of them was just, you know, snapping, snapping, you know, making, doing like a snap story or like just taking a picture or video of themselves and none of them were engaging with each other. And I was like, this is crazy. Like it, but that's how things are today. But in my head, I'm like, this is crazy. Like I remember even like 12 years ago, 13 years ago, when I go out to the bar, you know, a lot when I was younger, like, you know, people might have out their, you know, their flip phone, sending some text messages or, you know, calling their buddies or picking up rides or whatever. But it was like, we're still like all like in there communicating with each other. And now you don't even need to be in the house. Right. To be separated, like literally all these girls, each one just in their own little world, just like videoing themselves. I'm like, this is nuts. I'm like, I felt like that was the first time that I probably felt old. Like I didn't understand what was going on, you know, like the Mr. Jones moment. If you're, you know, a Bob Dylan fan uh, where I was just like, I, the, the times have passed me, you know, but that's how it is now. Everyone's in like their own individual pod you know, and the steering, you know, I'm going to sound, you know, the steering wheel is like, you know, like your cell phone, you know, and it's just like people, I mean, how many times we're sitting around, we're all, you know, me and you are good friends, you know, how many times have, you know, we've been at gatherings or had gatherings here or whatever, and there's like 10 of us, and like, we're all at one point just on our phones, even though we're all together, like, it's, it's just crazy, it's, it's definitely definitely a massive change in the world we live in it's it's almost like the the appearance of socialization is much more important than the actual socialization like i need to put forth this image we read this book a long time ago that i wrote a paper on um while i was in school um called ways of seeing and the paper i wrote 
about it was how we all create like these narratives for ourselves that we use to portray what we're doing like those girls dancing on the stage having to show people who they were or what they were doing or what they you know endorse support love whatever Mm -hmm. um and how important it was just to show people that rather than to actually be a part of that experience I mean, I don't want to say that people aren't still experiencing things like just because they take pictures of mm-hmm. themselves or want to show people, um, you know, what they like to do or what they want to do. But there has to be like some sort of balance, at least for me, between showing what I'm doing and actually being a part of that. You know, it can't let the the show take over the actual life. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And, um, also I think it's like, it's a double-edged sword and it, it cuts us both ways. But I think the other big thing, maybe not with the girls taking the pictures, that's definitely, you know, performative. But like, if we're all sitting around in a circle on our phone, it's a social anxiety thing, right. you know, instead of like filling the gap, you know, or like a lot of people aren't quite as good at sitting in silence anymore. Uh, instead of like dealing with those natural things or like learning how to navigate and communicate through like the, the awkward pockets in conversation, people just like pull out their phone and, and, and introvert themselves into their own world. And what's interesting to me, you know, I think one, there's already, you know, it's like a quick, easy solution to, you know, some of those socially awkward situations, but in a lot of ways it creates them too, because like now we're just so quick to jump on it. I mean, this is interesting to me, you know, I don't, I I, try to like go and have a conversation with like a stranger now, you know, or someone you don't know. And I, you know, I just feel like it's tougher nowadays to have just a conversation with someone because people aren't really having them anymore. Like we used, you go out to the store or something and when people aren't like actively getting like groceries off the shelf or whatever, like they're on the phone, they're doing something, they're not like engaged with other people. And I think that that's part of it too now is people are just on their phone so much because it's like ingrained in that anxiety is like, you know, intensified and people just don't really know how to talk to each other anymore. Right. I think so. I th- I think that, that I'm not a sociologist. I'm not a psychologist, but certain things really pique my interest. And like, I would love, maybe I'll research and see if anyone's done it. I'm sure they have, but uh, I'd love to do like my own like personal case study of like, of getting a few people and trying to, you know, just strike up conversations with people in social settings, you know, Mm -hmm. or like, you know, like grocery stores or in line at like a restaurant or something and seeing what kind of reactions you get. Like if it's like anger, annoyance, people are surprised I'd be, you know, or are they happy that someone's talking to them? Like that kind of stuff interests me. I'd, I'd like to see, you know, if in like a, in like a study like that, how, how the results are. Yeah. I really like doing kind of what you're talking about too. Um, trying to get people to engage with me at grocery stores or wherever me and Celinda happen to be. And a lot of times I'll say some real ridiculous or outlandish shit, or I will just talk to myself. <laughs> and uh, every now and then, I guess like sometimes my goal is just to make it awkward for the other person. And the other time I'm trying to get somebody to engage with me. And every now and then somebody will engage with me and I'll always feel like much happier about the world. Just like from that small Mm -hmm. little tiny, uh, exchange I have with a random person at Wegmans because I'm talking to myself about what cereal I'm going to pick or what kind of dog food my dog wants or, um, you know, whatever it is, or saying ridiculous things to Celinda about, um, (laughs) you know, whatever it is that we're doing. And, uh, 
I don't know. It's probably really, I feel like a lot of people are very uncomfortable with that, with other people like having conversations in public when they don't have somebody to conversate with. Um, Cause I think almost always if I'm with Celinda, nobody will engage with me or really talk with me. But if I'm by myself, a lot of times I can get somebody to say something to me about one of the remarks I make about, um, you know, whatever it is I'm doing or picking up from the grocery store or wherever it is I'm at. And I wonder if that, cause there's a lot of, like, uh, predatory things about conversation too. Um, I mean, like being outnumbered in a conversation, you know what I mean? Like it would be like psychology says that it would be more difficult for you to jump into a conversation that was going on between me and somebody else versus me and you talking on a one-on-one situation. Oh, absolutely. Or like if you're in a conversation with a, you know, um, I don't want to say more extroverted, but maybe just more brash. You know, I know this is something that I've dealt with him in with me personally. Like I like to talk and I'm definitely not like, you know, introverted, but I'm also not the, the most outspoken person if you get me in a circle of people. So like it always seems like in those situations, the loudest people, you know, get yeah. their words in and it kind of like phases out the people that don't want to scream over, you know, or like cut in, you know. That's actually one of my biggest pet peeves when I'm in the middle of like when I'm in a circle of people and I'm in the middle of saying something and I can be a little long winded. I've gotten better over the years as I've like, you know, gotten more of my brain functionality back. But, uh, you know, when I'm in the middle of saying something and someone else just cuts in and cuts me off, dude, it makes me want to just fucking just smack him in the head, you know, like. But, uh, yeah. That that's good that you do that at the stores. Those things are interesting to me. And if I'm in the right mood, I'll talk to people. But like, I'm definitely, you know, one of the masters of like the, uh, the very Caucasian, like, you know, toothless, you know, half smile and nod the head right. and, and keep it moving, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just you know, it's not so much when when people, you know, don't don't want to talk it's just like you know it's just nobody has any it's almost like when someone talks to you now it's just like it it it, it like you know like it it scares you or something it's like someone walked up and go boo you know doing their hey how you doing get the the fuck do you think (laughs) this is a part of our masculine male cis white male privilege that just thinks other people should talk to us in fucking the grocery store Maybe. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I mean, because it's not like, it's not like, um, limited to, I think it would be more if I was sitting here saying like, you know, girls never talk to me. Yeah. Women should talk to me or like, you know, girls should like engage more or whatever but it's not so much that you know as just anybody as it is anybody you know whether it be like you know except the only people that do do the talking and again it's like bridging the like generational gap it's the old people the generational gap old people are friendly as shit right you know i mean i guess it's maybe it's like a regional thing too because i've been you know in different places in the in the south People are so mother, so, so friendly, right. um, to the point where I'm like, what are you, what are you trying to get from me? You know? And like the exact opposite in my experiences. And it was kind of nice though. So I'm kind of being a hypocrite, you know, cause I do like, you know, being left alone quite a bit of the time too. But like in the times that I've been to New York, like New York city, Manhattan, whatever, I always said my favorite thing about it. One of my favorite things about it is like so many people on the street it's so efficient you know pedestrians just going back and forth but uh it's just like millions of people crossing the street moving in packs and like i could be like walking this way and you're walking that way like coming towards me and everybody just looking straight forward not looking at people just keeping it moving no small talk and like because you know, I like a mix of both. I, I like that too. I don't always, I'm not one of those people that always wants to be talking to somebody. Sure. But so, every now and then I get a little chatty, you know? Yeah. Right. I do too. 
I do too. I just don't like it when uh, my personal thing is like I was in Kentucky once and you know love Kentucky. You know, great roads. Did you hear that they about their abortion shit? No. Not to go off subject, they had a a a vote about a ballot ballot vote about abortion and they overwhelmingly decided to keep abortion legal which was really surprising for kentucky kentucky i heard But i'm sorry for interrupting they must have done that in kansas too because i read or no yeah it It was was kansas Kansas. it was kansas Kansas. yeah they really showed out i mean people vote for what they feel is important and you know that's great i just did exactly what you were talking about though no that's all right see it's not that one didn't bother me though it's way, you know. What do you think it is that does bother? That makes it worse. I think it's like if I'm in like the middle of making a very important point, or like maybe if it's like I patiently wait for my turn to talk because like this dude's just been yelling for the past forty five minutes. Yeah, I don't know if I'm if it's I don't know if it's like a pe. I don't. I wouldn't want to say it's a people pleasing thing, like a negative thing. It's just like a out of courtesy you know but if i wait for a finish you know person to finish talking or like i engage with them and i you know i'm like you know responding to what they have to say in like a group setting and then i start saying something and then them or someone else just immediately cuts in and cuts it off like it just makes me furious right you know um or if it's like i think more this because I remember I had a, uh, I had a uh, ex one of my ex girlfriends would do this where I would just be like telling a story or like talking to her or whatever, and she would interject with things that had nothing to do with what I was talking about, mm-hmm. and that that kind of <laughs> that kind of got on my nerves too. Like not all the time, but if it was like, you know, like the tenth time in a two day period where she had done it, I'd be like, God damn it, like. So when you're just like, you know, cut me off to not cut me off, but like, you know, jumping in to add something that's part of the conversation that doesn't bother me. It's more when like, you know, I've been waiting a while and giving someone a courtesy and I don't get it back. Or if or if I'm just like, oh, you know, I heard a, you know, a real interesting st- uh, statistic about uh, or, yeah, I just heard about that Kansas vote on abortion. And I think it's really and they just cut in and they're like, so did you see the Giants game or something like that? Then I'm just like. You know, it's just like, fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So we're going to try to avoid that definitely throughout the podcast, I think. I mean, if it I think that's just good podcasting, though. I I think it's just good etiquette in general. You know, who am I to say? You know, I'm not the etiquette police or whatever. But, uh, yeah, I, yeah, if someone just, like, just, I I didn't have any issues with with what just happened. We're, We're still... We're, we're still, still friends. We're yeah, still nice. Friends. Good. So, cool. Um, well, I think that I'm really excited to start doing this again. And I'm pretty set on the name Everything All at Once. Yeah. What do you think about it? Yeah, Everything All at Once sounds good. I think that's kind of where this conversation has, has gone. If we want to get like a... Uh real old timey and make it sound uh, more philosophical we could call it once at all with everything once at all with everything <laughs> maybe <laughs> i don't know i feel like i haven't firmly decided i probably have in my like subconscious or in my heart somewhere on everything all at once but um i'm still open to other ideas but i think that's exactly the kind of stuff that i want to bring here to this table and to this podcast and to the community of listeners that we hopefully develop. And if we don't, we just enjoy talking about anything and everything all at once and try to, you know, find some value in it, in ourselves and uh, in the people that come on the show and the people that listen and all that stuff. But I think this has been a really good first podcast yeah, I mean we've 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 covered about five hundred to two thousand years worth of history and everything in between. So I'd say that's pretty everything all at once, you know. Definitely, we learned uh, we learned some very important lessons about how not to 
talk to people. Right. To yeah, people. of course. Yeah. We, yeah, we were we, we we covered a lot of ground, but I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna call a podcast everything all at once, you be I guess you better be uh prepared to uh go to many different uh corners of of what the human experience brings. And and that's the goal. That's what I want. That's exactly what I want. And uh, it's been a pleasure, as always, hanging out and uh, recording this first episode that I've ever recorded on all this shit. I just got all this shit. Hopefully, we're going to have a video camera soon so people will be able to watch the podcast and not just listen to it. Um, We still got to figure out how we're going to get this out to the people. And... uh, you know, I'm just looking forward to where this new experience and this new endeavor in my life and in your life will take us. And uh, cheers to a bright future and everything all at once. Yes, sir.